Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite, and Rutgers beat reporter, Craig Epstein. Guys, we have a lot to go over today. We're going to do more of a recap of Rutgers' epic comeback win on homecoming over Michigan State to put us at 5-2. and two. Uh, We're going to go over some of the bowl possibilities if Rutgers does qualify. Um, and I think they have a really good shot this weekend to qualify for a bowl. Uh, we're also going to go over all things recruiting. We had a big visit weekend uh, this weekend for the basketball program and the football program, too. Uh, so a lot to cover there. But first off, now that we've had a couple days to kind of ruminate on this win, what's your guys' just general thoughts, macro level, micro level, about what this win meant, what your thoughts on the game were? Uh, whoever wants to take it first, go for it. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a bowl team. I don't think there's a question about it. Um, I think they're definitely a bowl team. I think that they might even get to the seven win mark. Um, depending on that Iowa game is probably the only one I kind of see winnable. I know people are going to judge me for that because everyone thinks Maryland's winnable. They did have some struggles this week actually against Illinois, but, um, I just think their offense is too tough, but hell of a comeback, like absolute insane comeback. No one, I don't know if anyone really saw it coming. Um, I know our, if you read our boards, people were like, Hey, can you go eat like threads or pages two through three on the game thread, please. Just so everyone doesn't see what I posted early on, not me specifically, <laughs> but other posters. Um, and, uh, they just, they kept calling back. They kept fighting back defense, defense, defense. It's, um, I thought they were done. I thought they were honestly done for when it was what twenty four to six, and I was like, "Oh well, that's that's it. This this game's over. It's wrapped up." And they they proved me wrong. They came back and they 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 fought like hell to come back too. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, I mean, thir- I, when it, once they went up twenty four six, I kind of said to myself, "Yeah, I mean, this is probably over." Because, like I said in the Wisconsin game, this team falls behind by three scores. Like their offense is just not built to come back, you know, from that type of deficit. Meanwhile, they did it in about six minutes. So what do I know? You know, it's just crazy. It's crazy, honestly, how fast it happened. Because obviously, it started with the 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 punt that they the fumble with punt in the end zone. And Mike, I remember you mentioned on the post game show, and I had the same exact thought. Where if Shiano didn't decide to re kick, that whole comeback might not happen. But he decided to re kick, and that's what led to it. It's just like it's just crazy to look back and look at all of the like the little things that go into a comeback like that, and. Rutgers, I mean, they, I mean, they got let's be honest, really lucky. But that's a season, that's it, that's a season saving win because, like you said, now, now six wins is back on the table because now they're facing Indiana, which we all think is a very winnable game, even in Indiana. So yeah, just get that one, get that win on Saturday, and you're going bowling, and everything after that is gravy, really, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think so much was weird about this game. Uh, both teams kind of at times tried to give it away. Rutgers in the first half tried to give it away. Michigan State in the second half tried to give it away with turnovers mainly. Um, I thought Gavin, even though his stats really won't indicate it, he was 13 of 28 for 181 yards, one touchdown, mm-hmm. two interceptions, and he didn't really do much on the ground. 
I thought he probably had his best moments, like sustained moments. Like the first quarter was the best football he's played at Rutgers, like full stop. Um, and then, you know, he struggled through the middle part of the game. And then in the end, when we needed him, he had that touchdown drive, uh, one of the best throws of his career to the back of the end zone to Isaiah Washington. I think he just needs to continue to kind of take those moments and those series that he looks excellent and kind of string those together and clump them into, now it's a half that he looked excellent. Now it's a full game. And that's when I think a lot of people will come around on him. He had his best adjusted completion percentage of the season, which if you don't know what adjusted completion percentage is, it's a stat PFF puts together where it factors in drops, it factors in throws when a quarterback is hit, it factors in spikes and throwaways, and those don't go towards completion percentage. So he had his best game of the season, according to that metric. I think he completed about uh, 73% of his passes. Um, so he's he's shown some improvement. I just want to see it all put together. Um, I thought a few guys on defense really stood out. Desik Venusen was a guy that we've kind of given some flack uh, for missed tackles. And just generally looking lost out there sometimes. He had his best game as a Scarlet Knight, I, I feel. He had four tackles for loss. He had a fumble recovery as well. Flip Dixon continues to, to really show out. I thought he had a, a few really nice plays. He's now the number two rated safety, uh, according to PFF, in, in the FBS. Um, Robert Longerbeam is another guy I want to shout out. He was all over the Judd. field on Saturday. He had an interception that was thrown right to him that he dropped, but I can't really blame him given the, the conditions, but he had that forced fumble. He was just all over. Um, Tyreen Powell was also playing great before his kind of terrible ejection for targeting. Um, those yeah, are kind of my high-level thoughts. I thought there was, I was like, guys. Shout-out to Tyreen Powell for the great ejection play. It's just, like, so ridiculous. The target, I don't know what targeting has become. Like <clears throat> Last year, it felt like they were just handing it out like candy. Now it's like, you know, this is targeting when it's not. This is tar this I mean it's just so Gavin gets his head clocked off of the turf, but the guy the Wisconsin guy gets to stay in. But like this and then mm-hmm. even the drive I think it was like the drive before when the Michigan State guy, I mean I didn't I didn't think like it was a hard hit and it was it was more worthy of targeting than what Powell did. Powell just made it like if you're looking at if you're trying to make tape of how to like defend that, like that's per- that was executed perfectly. And for Powell to get ejected off that is just so ridiculous. It's just like, I don't understand what this role has become. Yeah, Richie, I wanna... you put up a tweet of a side-by-side of that. Yeah, if you, could, if you look at them side-by-side, it's like, what's the difference? You really can't spot a difference between either play. Um, I did want to say before we uh, go any further, Matt Millen. I know a lot of people give him flack for his, whatever, his hatred, I guess, on Rutgers, whenever he's calling a game, but... Um, he just, he had some fucking crazy calls. He's like <laughs> on the, the Isaiah Washington one where he hit the touchdown. He's like yelling. He's like, Dremel's open. He's open. Throw it, throw it. And then he hits him and hits Washington in the corner end zone. And it's like, then the next one, he's like, calls Christian Dremel, Hunter Renfro. He goes, that's Hunter Renfro. That looks exactly like him. <laughs> and then he's like, who do you, who do you compare Tyreen to? Jadavian Clowney. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, we are just very loose with these uh, comparisons, aren't we? Well, he said the hit reminded him of that Jadavian Clowney hit in the uh, yeah. bowl game against uh, South Carolina 10 years ago. That uh, Gavin. Like, the Dremel, Hunter hunt, hunt, Renfro. And I'm like, dude, like, it, we know why you're making the comparison. Like, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that, I mean, so, like, he did have, I think it was Aaron Young. I mean, he had him wide mm-hmm. open. I was rewatching, like, the linebacker was just, like, caught mm-hmm. in between. So he just had, 
I mean, I maybe he got, I guess he got spooked from the Wisconsin pick six because it was almost like he had, I almost had young in the same like position that he threw the pick six and he had him wide open that he could have just walked in touchdown. He basically chose the harder option to Washington and, you know, lucky for Rutgers that Washington came down with a, with a great catch. Yeah. I think overall though, this game was a coaching victory and oftentimes you can't really say that. Yeah. But I think Shiano and his his staff did, you know, they, they they ran circles around the Michigan State staff. You could see the inexperience on their end. I mean, we, you know, point out a handful of things from the decision to make Michigan State repunt when there was an illegal formation on the punt, um, on the first attempted punt before the guy dropped the, the snap and that resulted in a Rutgers touchdown. We could have gotten the ball at our own 40 there and started mm-hmm. to drive, but I think Shiano knew that we needed to make splash play, whether that be a block punt, whether that be a big return. I don't think we we're going to have a big return on Saturday, but I think he was more so thinking like we can get another shot at this kid. You know, they're for some reason they have a backup long snapper in because their <clears> regular <throat> long snapper entered the portal. They're doing some kind of two punter rotation. So he knew that the special teams were kind of shaky. So I think that's what went, to, went into his thought process. It's raining. Like really anything could happen on the snap. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it did. Um, I thought that that sky punt thing or the sky kick thing he was talking about where yeah. Michigan state lined up like we were going to go for an onside kick. So they had about 10 guys up within 10 yards of the kicker. And so basically they called a play where they would just like shoot it right into the sky and have it land at about the 20 yard line. You're hoping that somebody makes a bad decision on special teams. We got a perfect bounce for it too. So obviously yeah. it, it, they practice that play a lot. Um, the end of game stuff, I thought Shiano did really well as well from, you know, timing up the end sequence, like perfectly to the second. And if you notice at the end of the game, he was really chewing out the refs to get the clock exactly right. Cause he calculated mm. like, if I do this, I'll have exactly like zero seconds left after third down. So getting that right was just like a masterclass. Typically you don't really point out this kind of stuff for like a win, but I thought it was pretty clearly a coaching win um, on Saturday. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no question about it. Um, special teams, like I, like you said, I the Thomas Amonkwa thing was just like perfect. Like there was no other way to put it. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you, you need a little luck on your side overall between that, between the fumbled punt and then the punt getting called back. And mm-hmm. it just, it all worked in Rutgers, in Rutgers favor. And, and it was actually like, a legitimate coaching win. Like you could tell who was a veteran on one sideline and who was the, the newbie. And uh, yeah, here's that, uh, here's that play, by the way, Craig, you were right. Aaron Young was, uh, was open by the way. Yeah. Cause I was, I, I watched, I was like, Oh man, the linebacker was just like, you could tell he was like, do I go back or do I go up? And it was just like, he just had him wide open. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did make the more difficult throw, but it, Hey, it worked. So yeah. Can't really complain there. Yep. But yeah, no, great game. And then uh, someone said, I, I got to go back and look at this. Someone said Flynn Appleby, when they were down 24 6, um, used his right foot to punt. Hmm. Isn't he a right footed punter? I, that's what I thought too. But they said, um, it was on our board this morning. I saw it down 24 6. Appleby running on an angle to his left, managed to punt the ball right footed to get a 40 plus yard punt. Like that was incredible. I didn't know if he was. I, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't tell if he's a right foot or left foot. <laughs> I am fairly certain he's a right-footed punter. 
That's why I, I didn't think it was crazy. But if, I mean, if he did use his opposite foot, the punt, which is pretty wild in the first place. So, I mean, in Australian rules football, that is fairly common for you to both, have to right? use both feet. So, yeah. All right. Makes sense then. Not a crazy yeah, can you do them both at the same time? That would be interesting. That would be a punt. That that would be a hell of a punt. Um, I don't know <laughs> how the physics of that punt. work, but listen, I didn't yeah. know the fit, the the sky kick. That was unbelievable. I mean, that was just executed oh, so just... perfectly. I was like, did, did I was like, did Michigan State just screw up? It it is a unique did. punt. Yeah, like I found it. it is it is a unique like punt, but I do think he's a righty. I think you're right, but this was it's definitely an interesting punt. Yes, what he did was he rolled out to his left and he punched with his right. That's what he means. So you're not kicking in the direction you're rolling out, which is, as you can see, looks very awkward and difficult. Like it is. It's almost like a rugby type kick. (laughs) It worked out. Worked out really well. Yeah, because especially if you're watching tape, most of the time you're going to be rolling out to the side that you're kicking from if you're rolling out. Yeah. Um, so that's, in my that's eyes, that, if, that makes sense. That's an opportunity in the future where if the, the punt return coverage isn't great, so say he rolls out to his left, the design is to kick it, but Shiano, I don't know how much trust, how you, much put in the trust you put in your punter <laughs> to make that decision, but say Shiano says if you have it, if it's like a fourth and short, say it's fourth Do and it. six from I don't know the forty yard line, and he's got nothing but grass. We only we only saw that once with Corsac, and that wasn't even when Chiano was here, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh yeah. I think against Nebraska, that. he had a, a he had a run. Uh, maybe that was twenty nineteen. But I think that's I think we should be doing more trick plays on special teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's funny that everyone, like, maybe not right now or in this this season at least, like, everyone used to hate Anciano for getting rid of special teams coordinator and just putting it as an off-the-field coach, and mm-hmm. it's obviously, like, it's been working pretty well, I feel like. Now, mind you, kick returning, punt returning, that's a different issue in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for sure. I, I, I think we're going to see a new name back there this week, if I had to guess. I, I don't think you can trust Rochelle mm-hmm. anymore this season. Yeah. No, totally yeah. After, after, I was I was stunned they kept him out there after he muffed the uh the, the punt. The first one. Yeah, I was surprised he still took a couple more back there, but then, then they took him out. I saw Dremel back there and then I saw I forget who it was. He, he didn't have a last name on the back of his jersey. It was it was Dremel. Oh, it was Dremel. Um, That's what I thought. Yeah. I think I heard, yeah, didn't they slap like a new jersey on him or something? Because he had yeah, the same number as somebody else. Shaquan Loyal was out That's there right. too for kickoff return or kick return or punt return. And uh you gotta have a different number, which they literally just like, hey, here, throw a number over. Cause <laughs> yeah, they gave him like was, 42, and he had no name on the back. Well, it was 47, and we oh, were 40. like, we were in a group chat, like saying like, yo, here, Price? Like, <laughs> oh, hold on, what? What the fuck? <laughs> hold up, wait a minute. Converted defensive tackle yeah. slash tight end slash defensive tackle again in spring slash tight end again in fall is now the kick returner? Like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm just imagining that after Rashad Rochelle muffed the punt, they probably just ran to the laundry room just to get that extra jersey, and that's probably no, why they, Rashad Rochelle was back there a couple more times. They're like, just find a freaking number, just get it, just no, get a they, different number. 
they have them on the sideline. They do it all the time <laughs> on kickoffs. Like if you won't see it most of the time, but you'll see it like um some of the main blockers in like the middle of kick returns on kickoff returns. They have like random just jerseys on just because it's like this guy's better than this guy. Throw him out there. I don't give a shit. Throw him. Throw <laughs> fucking forty five on him. I don't care. Go like. So yeah. and those jerseys are not easy to get on and off pads too. So yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, and it's a jersey have... over a jersey. Like yeah, it's yeah. even harder. You just have to cut it off at that point. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Adidas. <laughs> so, is there anything else regarding the the, the game itself that you guys wanted to hit on before we? Uh, Start talking about something else. Um, there's one thing, and I, I keep pulling up new windows. I just think this is the coolest thing in the world, and it, this happens like sometimes around college football. But <laughs> just seeing like a photo of Christian Dremel at like a Rutgers football camp back in I don't even know how long ago this was, and then just seeing it side by side with like him actually like being super successful on the field. Like I just think mm-hmm. that's so cool, and it's, yeah. it's pretty neat. Uh, now that we're pulling social media stuff up, I do want to call out somebody here. Uh, Rutgers Media <laughs> on Instagram. Can you credit us if you're going to use all of our information for a big post? Yeah. I, I literally, it's funny because I was texting Richie yesterday morning and going through like a bunch of PFF data. And I just sent him like three or four things I thought were tweet worthy. And Richie mm-hmm. tweeted it out. And then this guy, Rutgers Media, posts something. It's like, Shaquan Loyal, or sorry, uh, Flip Dixon's the number two safety according to P- PFF in the FBS. Uh, Kyle Manungai is the uh, number one, is the leading rusher in the Big Ten, and Rutgers leads the nation in tackling grade according to PFF. Literally, like a series of three tweets. If you look at the Rutgers rival Twitter account, uh, within an hour of each other, and then sure enough, this guy posts yeah. this, uh, and this tweet. He an even said, like, no one says per PFF college. I mm-hmm. tweeted it because that's what it, it's technically. No one, no one usually puts PFF college and I, I tagged their account and then it's, and then he puts PFF college. And I'm like, dude, come on. I'm like, yeah. what are we doing? So it's, just it's co- totally cool if you want to share our stuff, but like, credit us. Come on, man. Not gonna yeah, lie, Mike, was, uh, when you, I thought you were going to start talking about Jack Mac. No, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I don't give him attention. I'm not giving, giving him any more oxygen right now. Um, but Thanks. condolences to UConn. Um, what are they now? Falling one, back into one, the, 17? No, they're like 1-5 or something. They won. Oh, okay. They won a game. So 1-17? and 17? They uh, they beat Rice. They beat JT Daniels, five-star quarterback. What a career that guy's had, too. Yeah, what a <laughs> fall from grace. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about possible bowl destinations. I think there's Ooh. four bowls that Rutgers fans should be keeping their eyes on. Um, first is the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, which would be the Big Ten versus the Pac-12. That is on Saturday, December 23rd. Uh, you guessed it. It's in Las Vegas. Um, Very good. The Quick Lane Bowl is on Tuesday, December 26th. That's Big Ten versus the MAC. That is in Detroit. That is where Rutgers uh, played in 2014 in their uh, their first bowl is a Big Ten uh, member. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl is also on the 26th. That's a Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. And the other is a bowl game Rutgers fans should be familiar with, the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. That's Thursday, December 28th. Uh, that's at Yankee Stadium. I think those are probably the four main candidates. Um, so the Guaranteed Rate Bowl is against the Big 12 also, and the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl would be against the ACC. <clears throat> any any games that really stick out for you guys that you 
you'd like to go to more than another? Anything that's not on Christmas or the day after Christmas. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to go to fucking Detroit. And it's like, hey, Merry Christmas. Have fun in Detroit. Like, no. Yep. <laughs> Anywhere else. No, I mean, the Quick Lane Bowl yeah. is at 2 p.m. the following day. So, Oh, it's not even like, oh, geez. The no. Guaranteed Rate Bowl is at least at 9 p.m. That's that. Well, the, I mean, uh, I like Phoenix, but again, I've been Phoenix to Phoenix. Or Eastern time. That's, that's Eastern no, time. No, that's Eastern time. Oh, okay. I've I've been to Phoenix twice in the past like eighteen months. And don't get me wrong, beautiful area. If you're gonna go, stay in Scottsdale, screw Phoenix, like stay in Scottsdale. Uh but I, I don't wanna go again. I got my fill. I got my like eight rounds of golf in. I'm not I'm done. Like I need somewhere else to go. So let's just make Vegas or make it easy and, and we're all done. We're all happy. It's like December twenty third, little early Christmas present. Gamble the Christmas money on the kids, see if you can get them nicer gift or not. Oh, Maybe Cole. Yeah. Maybe nothing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I saw that um, um, ESPN put, had uh, the Vegas Bowl against uh, against an interesting team. If you want to, against the uh, USC, is that what did I read, did I read that right, Richie? Mike, I mean uh, USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't so, understand that one. Richie and uh, put up a a graphic yesterday on uh, the Rutgers rivals Twitter laying out the, the different projections after week eight. Um, the Action Network has this in the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl against NC State. So actually multiple uh, predictions have that. So I'll just go through all of them. CBS Sports also has that same prediction. And uh, Mark on ESPN also has a prediction. I don't know who Mark is. Um, oh, um, it's the other ESPN guy. I don't know. Okay. Schlopbach. Schlopbach. Whatever like that. AS is predicts us to be uh, in Athlon Sports. Athlon Sports predicts us to be in the Bad Boy Motors Bowl against Wake Forest, who would be a rematch of the <clears throat> bowl Gatorable. from 2021. Uh, College Football News has us playing West Virginia in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which would be a Ooh. fun possible opportunity to to get some revenge on a former Big East foe. And then at the aforementioned uh, prediction, Rutgers versus USC in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, that would be wild. Honestly, That's, there's like a 0% chance of that happening, but it would be wild. For convenience sake, playing in the pinstripe bowl would be pretty great. Um, you're going to have five figures of Rutgers fans there. We've all been there before. It's, it, it's being played <clears throat> on a Thursday afternoon, which kind of sucks. Thursday at two o'clock, Thursday, the 28th. Um, yeah. But you know Rutgers fans would show out for that, so mm-hmm. that's one that I think is uh, that's probably my one A. My one B would be Vegas because I mean any 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 excuse to go to Vegas is a good oh, excuse no, for me. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> and that's also on the twenty third, so it's not really interfering with holiday plans. The other two you might have man, to spend the week there, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. The other two are just too close to Christmas to make it <clears> really work out for a lot of people. Um, I, I will say my my dream scenario still, and it it's got to be. And we didn't mention it because it wasn't in the projections, but it it is a possibility. The Duke Mayo Bowl. <laughs> I I need this bowl to happen for the sole fact that I need need to see Greg Schiano get mayo poured out of a jug <laughs> on him. <laughs> oh, that's that is one of the more foul traditions in the bowl <laughs> system. They they also do a... Ugh, it makes me shudder even think of this. They do 
a mayonnaise eating contest too between two people from each fan base. <laughs> Rutgers fans are losing that. You're not beating a person from south of the Mason Dixon line in a mayonnaise eating contest. Those fuckers are basically got mayonnaise pumping through their veins. Um, I just oh, just so foul. Makes, who who was it last year? Who won it last year? Was it Maryland? Has Duke ever played in it? I feel like that's just Duke in the Duke Mayo Bowl. I feel like that has to happen. Well, yeah. Uh, see, see, I found video. Hold on. Imagine, just <laughs> picture this with me. This is Greg after winning the Duke Mayo Bowl against uh, who'd you say against? Just say hypothetically it's Duke. Duke. It was ACC school, I think. Look at this. I don't Imagine think Shiano would let this happen. This. Honestly, <laughs> that was a little lackluster one. That wasn't as good, but I, I really don't just... see Shiano fucking with that. I no, not in the slightest. <laughs> no, especially like, because like. The man, like we we know this from when he got his contract. He got a pretty nice uh, Taylor deal in his contract, and I, I can't imagine them being happy with them. Uh, I guess he's probably not gonna be wearing a suit. You're, you're, I'm, I'm an idiot. Ignore me. They'd be like, "We need somebody to take yeah. the mayo, the mayo thing." And he'd be like, "Kirk or Joe, get out there, please. I'm not doing it." Yeah, they beat NC State last year, and there's there's a video of fans chugging mayo jugs and uh, mayo bottles in the uh, in the crowd. So. NC State. Nope. No? Yeah, NC State <laughs> fans. So. Nope. You, you are right. South of the Mason Dixon might just nope. be a. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big nope for it. me. You could not. I like mayonnaise. You could not pay not me enough to, not to enough drink to mayonnaise. You, not to chug it. No, I like I would, it. If you, I like it uh, conservatively spread through some tuna fish. I don't like it in a pint glass, you know, chugging it back after a you know big victory. Like, but, if you gave me a couple of scoops, I'd do oh, it. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't chug there, it. There's some. Uh, grow up. There's some weirdos out there, like Will Levis, fucking puts in his oh coffee. God. That's yeah, if you could just like show me <laughs> one clip and say, "Will this guy make it in the NFL?" and it was just no. him mixing mayonnaise and coffee, it'd be like, "Nope, no chance." Career backup. Yeah. Um, and he's not even playing over Malik Willis. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yesterday. Um, kind of wild. Might be pretty nice. soon. Sorry, I got to do it again. I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the videos today. I got this you down in science. <laughs> Did the same one or like, what? Oh, ah, well, love That's a freak move, dude. Like, like oh, you just have god. that on you. Oh my god! Look at that, that thing. Oh me. my god! He's like, uh, what's his? He's like Will Ferrell from the Elf. He's just, he has, he has mayonnaise like syrup. Just. <laughs> <laughs> He just seems like the kind of kid who would like put put pennies in his mouth as a kid just to gross people out. Because he also eats bananas without taking the skin off. The dude's oh, a total what? freak. Oh my yeah. god. He's, he's he's a total freak. You don't want to watch that. Oh. He literally yeah. took a video of him just like taking a banana and eating it the entire thing Damn. on camera without peeling it. Wow. Ban him from the league. Red flag. Like red flag. Wow. Yeah, oh, his girl. I think his girlfriend left him too, right? After yeah, going his, viral, on, on, yeah, his, his girlfriend was like the talk of the draft that year. She got so much airtime. She had like these like crazy eye, like super blue eyes. Um, yeah, and she just kept looking over at the screen. I feel like they try and like get so much airtime in those oh, situations. Um, um, one more before we move on to uh, hoops. Uh, the Music City Bowl potentially. I, that's Nashville, right? Yeah, I I yeah, cool that would be amazing. That I think I think that's too I think that's too you'd high in the ranks for, for Yeah, you probably have to win eight games for that. Yeah, you'd, at least. 
Yeah. So that 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 would be perfect because it's uh Saturday the thirtieth at two p.m. in Nashville. <clears throat> Never been to Nashville. Heard great things about it. Yeah, drivable but, too, technically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, it does sound like if I had to guess, though, Pinstripe Bowl, and that makes the most sense. Um, you'll get the biggest fans there too. Fingers, biggest fan out turn turnout. Jeez, I can't talk today. Biggest fan turnout, um, probably for that game as well. And then we we can all go to stands before and after the game, and you know, get a couple beers in the, <laughs> the behind the bleachers and complain Absolutely. about the Yankees and why they're not, why they couldn't, why they're not playing against the Phillies it's in the World it's Series. December. Sorry, we're yeah, only talking about. Teams that are alive still in the playoffs. Excuse me, sir. Cool. Great. Here we go. Oh, Who is, what does that say? It says is that a J-E-T-S, Mets shirt? Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. Okay. Anything you want to talk about? I don't know why that's relevant. We're talking red October here. We're not talking about teams that are 500. Listen. Um, like, all right. Let's, talk Let's talk basketball recruiting. Not pick at the end. Let's talk basketball recruiting. Real quick, 22nd in the TV ratings this week for Rutgers and uh, Michigan State with uh, 503,000. They didn't have to split it with anyone on BTN either. I was going to say, that's big, especially because it's BTN. That's not yeah. something that's on everybody's cable package across the yeah. country. It's pretty big numbers for, for Rutgers. So everybody's yeah. been clamoring for it, Rich. <laughs> they want to know how this official visit weekend went for the basketball recruits. For those Shocked. of you who are under a rock, <laughs> who haven't been paying attention, who maybe you don't even know Rutgers has a basketball team. Uh, Rutgers had the greatest collection of recruits on campus in Ever. Rutgers basketball history on this past Saturday. They had the number two recruit in the country in the class of 2024, who is a Rutgers commit in Ace Bailey. They had the mm-hmm. number three recruit in the country, who is a sem- somewhat Rutgers legacy in Dylan Harper, uh, Ron Harper's younger brother. He is the number three ranked recruit in the class of 2024. We had uh, the 101st-ranked recruit in the class of 2024 who's committed to Rutgers in Lathan Somerville. He's a big man. We had Bryce Dorch, who is a high three-star, probably should be ranked as a four-star in the class. He's also committed. He's from Massachusetts. And we had Trey McKenney, who's the number 12-ranked recruit in the class of 2025, uh, also on campus for an official visit. So five absolute studs on campus, three of them committed, one of them probably leaning towards Rutgers. Overall, Rich, how did the weekend go? Uh, went about as good as it could go. Um, Ace Bailey and Dylan didn't get there until you know, it's Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever you want to consider, like 1, 2 a.m., 2 in the morning. Um, Ace, I don't know why he flew in late, but he did. Um, Dylan was flying in from Vegas after the, the Wooten camp, so they kind of they didn't do anything Friday, really. Um, Dorch and Somerville got there Friday. They did their photo shoot. That's why you see them together and not uh, all four of them together. Although I, I was told there's a there's a couple photos out there of the four of them together with the jerseys on somewhere. Um, Ace and Dylan basically are like if you didn't know any better, I was told you would just think they're best friends and like they they've known each other their entire lives. Mind you, they've only met each other what a couple years ago now at this point, maybe a year ago, two years ago. Um, and they they play at every single camp together for the most part too. Um, they've really just hit it off. They are. Very close. Uh, it sounds like Ace had his recruiting hat on this weekend, kind of push, not pushing Dylan, but kind of saying like, "This could be us. This could be us," and um, kind of just recruiting him in general. The other guys obviously recruited him too. It's just they're uh, just they're not as close as Ace is to Dylan, and and you kind of see that reflected in the photos, the TikTok dances, and this and that. Um, they did all the good stuff. They uh, 
checked out all the campuses. They did that go-karting thing I was saying in our, I think our post-game pod or one of our pods. I forget which one now. Uh, that like world's largest indoor go-kart thing over in Edison now, supercharged. So that's pretty cool. It's a cool little thing too that's down the street, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it sounds like everything is just pointing towards Dylan still going to Rutgers. I, they're still either in the clubhouse. I, I think it's, I'm as confident as ever in my future cast pick. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Could happen tomorrow. Could happen today. Could happen as soon as we're done with this podcast. More than likely, it's probably going to happen in a couple months. And I think he's going to wait it out till spring, but don't quote me on that because the, the kid could decide tomorrow and then that's it. Could sign in. In uh, what a month from now, maybe less than a month from now, when they sign, so no one really knows what his plan is for decisions, no timeline. But everyone and their mother knows it's Harper is probably going to end up at Rutgers. So, yeah, that's all I got. So, given that <clears throat> it seems so much like a foregone conclusion, what is driving this recruitment to stay open? He likes attention, like every other kid. And once you commit, that's it. Like all these coaches aren't going to be texting you, and social media is probably going to die down. Half these fans are going to unfollow you. Half the media personalities I know unfollow people too. Um, and it's just like, oh, he's not going to Kansas anymore. See ya. I don't need you on my timeline. And next, uh, that just—it's kind of how it works. He just wants the attention. He also the rumor is he wants to watch Rutgers play a couple games and see how they play and see how their new offense fits fits his fit how he fits into the new offense but in reality you can make any offense fit for dylan dylan's like the perfect mold of a basketball player that can you can insert him into just about any type of offense and he's going to work like it's there's really no way around it so yeah that just doesn't make that's why I, to me, I like, know he's going to be like the floor general like he's going to dictate the offense more than yeah. likely so like i, I can't understand from the sense that a little bit. Rutgers has not exactly had the most modern offense under no, Steve Peichel, which is, in my opinion, I think Steve Peichel doesn't get enough credit for being a chameleon in terms of just, like, understanding his personnel, understanding what they're capable of, and then crafting game plans around that. So the game plans he had to craft around his lineups the last few years were basically, like, we're really good defensively. We're kind of average on offense. Let's slow the game down. Let's, you know limit the number of possessions, let's frustrate other offenses. Now he's got the level of athlete and the level of shooters where he can actually do something different, probably something he wants to do more than booty ball. Um, So (laughs) I think when these recruits see what his vision is for this current team, they're going to see, oh, I fit really well into this. Like I could, Mm -hmm. I can mess with this, which is what I think basically, whether it be specific recruits or people around recruits, like telling (laughs) him like, Hey, like if you want to be, this level pick, you know, you're going to be in this, you know, ancient offense and it's going to be tough to really evaluate you. So mm-hmm. you got to go somewhere that you could actually translate into an NBA game. And I think we'll see that this year. I think it's just, we haven't seen it yet because we haven't had the personnel. And now that we do, it's going to be a fun season. Uh, but you, you talked about uh, being back on campus. We also have some news about when Ace Bailey might be back on campus and possibly a few Ooh. more recruits forgot about that so they're aiming to come back for that georgetown game um that's gonna be a big one too because it will never like come out publicly and i don't ever expect Pykel to badmouth somebody but 
their head coach is a piece of shit. <laughs> There's no way around it. He just, just straight up tampered like with multiple players. We know uh, he is a big reason why Cam entered the portal in the first place. Cam Spencer, for those of you who don't follow the basketball team, like we said before, but um yeah, no, he just uh, there, there's some there's a little bit of bad blood there because I get it. Cool. New team, new roster. He's got some money now at Georgetown and there's two boosters there that want to make it known that they they are funding this team. Basically, um, they are playing double GM right now. It's co-GMs and they they don't care. And Ed Cooley needed to add some players. And he said, hey, there's this kid from the DMV area that, uh, playing at Rutgers that might enter the portal if you give him enough money. Look at that. He entered the portal. And then all of a sudden, he got more money from someone else. And then Miami's throwing him the biggest amount. But then he ended up taking the UConn bag slash a chance at a ring, which makes sense. But yeah, there's 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 a little bit of bad bad blood there. Um, I don't know if he'll ever come out like publicly, like I said. Um, or no one's ever going to say it. He's just too much of a nice guy, Pike. And uh, But uh, we've seen the assistants call out people on Twitter. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll call out Cooley. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they're all coming back for that. And that game is Wednesday, November fifteenth. It's about a week after the early signing period, too. So at that point, Ace is going to be signed for Rutgers along with everyone else currently committed. Um, so I, I was asking you about this earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Is is there anything specific that's allowed to be acknowledged by Rutgers after you commit? Or after you sign, like if he's on campus for a visit or he's, you know, at a game, are they allowed to like put him on the Jumbotron with his name or? I don't believe so because I feel like if that was the case, they, everyone would just do it. Everyone would just throw their names up there and stuff. Um, There's something weird about recruiting. Like people said like, Hey, like you think Dylan will just get announced at halftime on the Jumbotron and we'll just give him the mic. And I'm like, no, like he literally cannot do that. Like illegally, that's a giant NCAA violation. Yeah. And you just showed it to fifty four thousand witnesses too. So, um, yeah. but no, they're they're not going to do. It. Maybe fifty four thousand was generous there. But um, yeah, you're talking about for a football game, not a basketball game. Yeah. to be clear. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But it, uh, this past weekend, definitely generous. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, but uh, didn't you say they're not allowed yeah, to give no, them like, uh, ponchos that, either or something? Like it was raining. And it was like you can't even not, give them a poncho. Didn't no, you they say can't. That? I I mean they get like a jacket like you saw all the Rutgers jackets they got um i don't know how that works exactly they can't go in like the recruiting section so they're they're just sitting in the rain like there's there's so many weird ncaa rules like did they fucking ban photos from like visits <laughs> yeah. like so stupid i i don't the ncaa sucks but no i don't think they'll do that but i'm sure you'll he'll uh he'll hear the student section riot squad probably our buddy alex screaming ace bailey the entire game mm-hmm. um <laughs> You'll also probably uh, you'll hear Pike talk about it because I, I feel like that's going to be a question almost every press conference after he signs. And it's like Ace Bailey who's here today. What did you think about that? And he's like, oh, I love Ace. Like Ace, Ace, Ace. I <laughs> am really excited to hear what Pike thinks about Ace Bailey. Not that it's like tough, but like we've talked about him so much. Yeah. And the staff obviously is not allowed to talk about him until they sign. Mm-hmm. I want to just hear his take on like how you know high level of a talent he he thinks Ace Bailey is because. It's it's one thing for us to say it; it's another for like a professional coach to actually come out and talk about it. Yeah, I'm curious what he's going to say too. Um, I don't know what exactly, but I, I, it's going to be a lot of coach speak. But he'll still hype him up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have to. There's no way not to hype up the number two recruit in the country. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm also like, the more I think about that season, the more I'm just like, 
this team could be so, 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 so good. If they keep the, the roster together, <clears throat> like Moat Mag, Derek Simpson, Antoine Wolfolk, Antonio Chole, uh, mm-hmm. Gavin Griffiths, Jim Michael Davis, uh, Jeremiah Williams. Like, there's going to be so much talent on that team. I'm just so it's excited. Insane. That's on top of the, the freshman class coming in, too. <clears throat> yeah. And, like, it, well, just wait because you didn't even mention Wolfolk, and Wolfolk's going to tell me people are. Oh, did you? I might have missed it then. People are gonna be surprised by him this year. He's gonna yep. he's gonna put up some decent uh decent stats. Yeah, I'm excited so. to see him in, in this up tempo offense because we saw his ability to kind of handle the ball and push tempo at, mm-hmm. at very brief times last year. Um, that's not something you typically see out of a guy who's six nine and plays inside. Um, yeah, totally <laughs> different team this year. This offense is gonna be fun, and uh, fans get to see get to see it on Saturday technically. Yeah, Carnesecca. Yep. Um, for those for those of you who don't know what Richie's talking about, there's still tickets available to it. Rutgers is no. playing a scrimmage against St. John's at Carnesecca Arena in Queens. Um, it's a, all the proceeds benefit the V Foundation. Uh, the mm-hmm. game's at two o'clock, so it does clash with the Rutgers Indiana game. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but it's also not going to be broadcast anywhere. So if you want to go to the game, you can watch the football game on your phone as through the first half. Uh, tickets are still available. It's, like I said, it's not going to be broadcast anywhere, unfortunately. So you're just going to have to hope you have a friend there. Or, you know, wait for Richie's recap of the game. Um, oh, I'm working on something. I'm working on something. We'll, we'll see right. if it will work or not. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I would stay tuned to this uh, YouTube feed that we got here because I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even. I'm not gonna ask anyone. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not asking for permission, and if I get yelled at in the middle of the broadcast, I'm just going to point the camera at the guy that's yelling at me, and then you guys can all ream him. Hopefully, we can get this live stream working. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I'm going to try. We'll call it Richie Vision. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's what our vision stands for, right? That is, actually. There you go. (laughs) See? It all all comes Um, together. I just I don't I can't imagine them having great Wi-Fi in Carnesecca. Mm, well, we'll see. It's college campus. Maybe we'll get lucky. Dumb. <laughs> it is, but yeah, but it's we'll it's see. Their dump. It's their dump. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about football recruiting? There was a fair amount of football recruits at the game Ooh. as well. Uh, obviously, the outcome was great, but just the general <laughs> you know conditions of the the field or just being stuck in the rain isn't the most fun experience, but they're kids, yeah. so they probably found a way to have fun. Yeah, they they didn't care. They actually, a lot of kids actually were, spoke highly about the game just because it was such an, a crazy game to watch. Even if like you didn't like Rutgers, like just to watch that game and that comeback it was incredible. I know um, a lot of my friends are big football fans, but they don't really watch Rutgers. But I'm getting texts left and right, like, "Dude, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" And I'm like, "You guys, I didn't even know you had BTN. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know you don't. There's definitely no way you know what channel BTN is, but." Besides the point, um, yeah, a couple of new offers too. Um, one I'm keeping a close eye on is tight end Andrew Olish, Southern Lehigh High School um, in Central Center Valley, Pennsylvania. He only has another offer from, uh, I think he's got Akron, Liberty, and something else. And I think Rutgers is his first Power 5 offer. Yeah, correct. And UNLV. Um, weird offer there in UNLV, but besides the point. Uh, he's, he's an interesting kid to keep an eye on. Rutgers is the first Power 5 to get involved with him. Spoke very highly about them afterwards. Said some good stuff about uh, Coach Allrich, Coach Chiano. Um 
he's 6'5", 210, so he's, he's pretty good size already. He's only a junior, so he's got some time. Uh, another name I'm keeping a close eye on is uh, C.J. Bell. C.J. Bell is an intriguing cornerback prospect because he's unranked so far, but he has one, two, how many offers is this? Nine offers already, and this is uh, two of them are, no, three of them are power fives. He's got Rutgers, Boston College, and or, I'm sorry, Rutgers, Notre Dame, and Penn State. Um, they're they're definitely uh, he's going to be a big name prospect when it's all said and done. I think he's going to be a really big name prospect as long as he packs on the pounds. He's a little light right now at six two one sixty five, but again, junior St. Thomas More they have a great connection with. Um, their head coach is very fond of Shiano, very fond of Rutgers. Uh, so that's that's going to be another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, I think he actually came to camp, and that's when he got his offer this uh, this summer. I think it was one of the first camps, or second camp. I, I forget exactly, but which one? But uh, that's another name to keep an eye on. And then, of course, they had Andrew or Andrew, AJ Surrace and Gabriel Winowich, Kenny Jones, all the commits that come every single week to campus. And uh, that's just they 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 say the same things. They're all solid. They're not going anywhere. Uh, the majority of this class seems pretty solid. There's there's a couple names to keep an eye on in terms of. Maybe the commitments, but you got to keep you got to keep pushing. Uh, Benjamin Black, you got to watch out for. He took an NC State visit, got some new offers. Uh, Antonio White got a couple new offers recently. I think he got Kansas State. It was. Um, he's got some SEC schools still pushing, but over, overall, recruiting's on a on a pretty good swing right now. There's not a whole lot to do during the season, really, especially because classes fill up before the season even starts for the most part. So, um, but yeah, no, it seemed like a good day. Um, there's a couple other kids on there, like younger kids, 2027s, 2026s, but uh, great, good, uh, good day for Rutgers and a uh, good win for Rutgers. Yeah, absolutely. No complaints uh, about winning homecoming in the rain, the epic comeback, setting yeah. up a potential bowl game appearance. If we win on Saturday at Bloomington, the line opened at four and a half, which your boy snagged at four and a half, and it went up to six <laughs> and a half. And it probably will hover there. Um, if I had to guess, it might climb a little bit more. Um, Makes sense. If Rutgers doesn't win that game, though, it becomes very tough to get six. So you just want to take care of things on Saturday. Uh, the the Riot Squad, as we pro- previously talked about, is mm-hmm. gonna. They raise money to go out there. They're going to be apparently doing a lot on social media for this game. They're going to do uh, some vlogs. Uh, mm posting a lot of content from what I understand. So stay tuned for that. Cause that should be fun to, to follow along with. Um, is there anything else that we missed on guys that you want to hit on before we sign off? Um, you can go did first. You talk about Trey you McKinney, Richie. I don't know. Did I, I, did I don't think I did actually. Yeah. And the other five star, the third five star that's on <laughs> campus. Um, yeah, he, uh, he sounds like he had a really good trip. Marlon Williamson and him kind of hit it off. Um, He's close friends with Dylan Grant, who he plays AAU with at the family AAU program. So there's the whole connection between the three of them right there. Um, but it sounds like he had a really, really good visit. He has a couple more visits right now planned to TCU and Georgetown before the year's up. But uh, I, I'd argue Rutgers is at, if not near the top currently. Um, sounds like they, they really won him over. He loved everything. Loved the practice facility. Uh, we'll have a full article with him shortly from, uh, from our basketball recruiting analyst, Zach. Uh, but yeah, no, it sounds like another, another really good visit for Rutgers. It sounds like they just, they really just, I don't, I don't know if it's just Pike being such a genuine guy and nice guy, Rutgers winning, 
on the basketball court, uh, the brand new practice facility, you combine it all together and you, you got a, you got a pretty good recruiting staff. Yeah. Um, obviously the connection there with Smoke Williamson, um, Smoke was the primary recruiter for Dylan Glorant, the primary recruiter for Jeremy Williams, Jeremiah Williams. He's also yep. the primary recruiter for Darius Acuff, five-star kid. We'll be visiting, in, uh, I believe, February. February. And also a high four-star, uh, Dorian Stokes. Is that his name? Dorian... Dorian... Dorian Jones. Dorian Jones, I'm sorry. He is a yeah, top 40 kid out of Cleveland who will be visiting shortly as well. What day was that Georgetown game? November 15th. Ah, never mind. Uh, the weekend before, November 10th, he'll be, uh, he'll be on campus. Official visit? Yes. Yeah, so this is a ho-hum, you know, top 35, top 40 kid yeah. coming on campus <laughs> from, you know, the Cleveland area. No big deal. Uh, it happens. Think, think of five years ago, <laughs> if we had a top 50 kid on campus for an official visit from outside the area, how much we'd be frothing at the mouth to talk about this guy. Not that it's like an indictment on him at all. It's just goes to show how much has changed in the basketball program. It went from Pike yeah. can't recruit to this kid's not a four-star. Why are we recruiting him? So quick, like overnight. <laughs> so it, like that was a narrative amongst our fan base a year and a half ago that Rutgers yeah. couldn't, Steve Pike couldn't recruit. Insane. Um, <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So that's all I got. Um, Rich, you got anything else? Yeah, I got one thing. Um, I know you said it before, but I want to reiterate it. Um, if you have not bought tickets to the St. John's thing, I suggest you buy them soon. Uh, there's there's a ton of them left. I know it's the same day as the football game, and that's the issue, I think. And that's why a lot of them are, are struggling to be sold, it seems like. But it is for a good cause. It goes to the V Foundation, Jimmy V, Rutgers. Okay, I don't have to tell you the rest. There's a connection there, clearly. Um, but yeah, just if you, if you want to go see this basketball team, that's one of your better shots. And also there's a ton of Princeton tickets left. I don't know what is going on, but that is the season opener versus Princeton. I know it's West Jersey. Um, but still like it's the season opener for Rutgers basketball for a potential tournament team in a new look offense, high powered offense, NBA center, NBA caliber wing and Gavin Griffiths. And, and, uh, I mean, it's Princeton. It's an, it's a rivalry. It's one of the biggest rivalries in Rutgers basketball history. Um, the original yeah, college I mean, go, football go game. Uh, the OG college football game. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, go buy go buy your tickets. I don't know because there's not many out of. I don't think there's any out of conference tickets really left. I think they're sold out in terms sport. of. Yeah. So it's like this is your. It's probably one one of your only chances to see them if you don't have season tickets at this point. Or if you, you don't pay, pay through the nose, yeah. Yeah. So, but if you do pay through the nose, use SeatGeek. Rutgers rivals promo <laughs> code twenty dollars off. Yeah, you, if you don't have a SeatGeek account yet, uh, one, what are you doing? Two, use the Rutgers Rivals promo code. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase. You're gonna need them because they're the exclusive reseller of Rutgers uh, athletics sporting event tickets. So you got to use SeatGeek anyway. You might as well sign up with the Rutgers Rivals promo. Get yourself twenty dollars off. Everybody wins. Um, yeah. Me and the guys. This has been another edition of the Nightcore Podcast. Signing off.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.